Welcome, screensavers. I'm Michael Gallup. I'm Matt Sturdivant. I'm Tyler Sutkus. Together, we host the Silver Screen Savers podcast, coming at you with some 2023 Oscar nominations reactions. We're going to talk about what was nominated, what wasn't, and some films that missed out completely didn't get anything. It's one of the most exciting mornings of the year for me, and unlike some recent years, there were a lot of nominations that were up in the air, wasn't totally sure what was going to happen in certain categories, so it made for an exciting morning. Let's get to it with Best Picture, guys. So, a big, and I could kind of see it on the horizon in the last couple of weeks, but I would say months ago, even weeks ago, I was not expecting All Quiet on the Western Front to be as big of a player as it was. I certainly expected it to be big in international feature, but it got a ton of tech categories, and alphabetically, the first one listed as Best Picture. Shouldn't be shocked. It's a classic war pick. You know, I want to know how you guys feel about this. I'm always a bit conflicted about a movie getting into multiple categories like this where it is also nominated for best international feature and best picture i like i almost wish that if a movie turns out that it gets enough votes to be best picture then it should get knocked out of the other category so that another film can get recognized like that's my problem is that there are a lot of great international movies this year and one of them got knocked out because all quiet is in two categories but at the same time, All Quiet, if it doesn't win Best Picture, you can say, well, then it at least should win International P- Picture. So it's very complicated. I don't, do you guys have any feelings about this? So is that what happened to Decision to Leave? So that's the thing is we're going to get to that category, but Decision to Leave, which I thought was a total lock for that category, nowhere to be seen. So I don't know. I was going to say, I think you have the opposite of which, like, people were flipping out when Parasite won, and they're like, why did it get nominated for Best Picture when there's a Best International that it won, so it doesn't need the Best Picture? I mean, if it's good enough to win, it should still be a Best International feature. It's still one of the Best Pictures of the year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I don't want to take away. It's just one of those things where it's like, well, now another spot has been taken. I'm not, like, international features should compete for best picture. I don't know. I guess, I guess I just want more films kind of recognized, and this is kind of a weird situation. So All Quiet is a best picture nominee. Avatar, The Way of Water. That's speaking of films that are taking up space for better movies. Yeah. I, I keep thinking <laughs> I, that... I don't understand that one at all. <laughs> I keep thinking that I'm under some kind of spell of, like... Is everybody else just seeing something that I'm not seeing? Like <laughs> in the same way. Like it's like visually, of course, it's spectacular. They new technology. Look, it's a filmmaking achievement. But as a three-hour package narrative from start to finish, this is not one of the best pictures of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not the Lord of Movies, and I'm not the Academy, so it's not like my opinion is the right one. I just thought this was clearly like a big step down from the first one. Does it almost feel to you like the Academy is kind of feeling forced to add like a big blockbuster every year? It it's probably part of part of the factor, yeah. Well, well, that and I feel like they just after after what thirteen years, I think they just wanted to throw James Cameron a bone on this one. Just... But they didn't throw him a bone. There was no they bone didn't. to be thrown. <laughs> so... So I don't know what this is. It's a it's a weird nomination. It's I mean it's not a weird nomination because it's Avatar two, but it, you know we're gonna get the director, but no James Cameron. So I I don't know what the thinking is. All the voting for this stuff is very odd. Banshees of Inisherin is the third nominee. 
well deserved. Mm-hmm. Really love that movie. Elvis, I I don't another one that I'm like this was good. And I'm a big Baz Luhrmann fan. I love his style. I love that he's got his own thing. It just didn't work in this movie for me. It's just it's too messy. It's too all over the place and almost like it says so much, but I don't know if it says enough about Elvis. I so I don't know. I I I think the uh, like the formula just to get an Oscar nom is just to make a music biopic and someone's getting nominated for Oscars for it, no matter how bad. That could be true. And, you know, the Oscars love a former star and Elvis is like, who's bigger than Elvis? Who's a bigger American music icon than Elvis? Speaking of Elvis, Tom Hanks has had a heck of a year, huh? <laughs> I saw a man called Otto. He was really good in that. I'll tell you, when I saw the trailers and he was like playing crotchety old guy, I almost thought like, oh, is he miscast in this? No, he proved me totally wrong when I watched the movie. He's really good. So, you know. I thought the same when I was watching Pinocchio. I'm like, he's not miscast. He is a he is definitely an Italian gentleman. He was the only Italian Geppetto this year. He was the only Italian one. For about half the movie though. You know. Next is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was the Let's lead, lead nominator of the day. It it does feel nice that even a couple of years ago, or maybe five years ago, I would have been like, oh, that was a big spring indie hit movie, and it will never be nominated for any Oscars. I, I don't think that was possible a few years ago. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it was. Now it is, obviously, so that's pretty cool. Forgive me for being loud over your intro there. I but like I said in the group chat earlier, guys, I am gonna be loud about this movie for the next month and a half. Well, I'm gonna be loud about I'm so excited. something that's making me angry. So I'll, I'll match you. The Fablemans, which I think is well deserved, it's a very good movie. It's Steven Spielberg's life. There was no way that this was not getting nominated. Tar, all right. I, I'm curious as to what's going to happen with Tar, what Tar's reputation will be in the coming years, because it's such a cold film, and I feel like generally Best Picture winners are not like super cold films, but we'll see. Top Gun Maverick, again, Tyler, to your point, I think this is part of the people love this movie so much, and I, I don't know many people that dislike it, so here we go. Triangle of Sadness. This was a huge surprise i like triangle of sadness ruben oslin film i was not expecting it to get into best picture but it showed up in a few places so i was surprised by that and then women talking which i saw recently and thought was very good here are some snubs no babylon Uh, let me let me say this let me say this america does not deserve damien chazelle we don't appreciate him he's too good for us Okay, I, to not recognize this movie as a mega achievement, as something so stellar in a movie year, it's a mistake, it's a miscalculation, it's misguided, and I hate it. Babylon is incredible. You heard it here. You know, I have to agree with you on that, honestly. Especially since Avatar's on here. Like, get that out of here. I appreciate it, yeah. You could get Avatar out of there, but you're not putting Babylon on Yes, put Babylon no. in there. America does not appreciate Damien. Uh, no, she said. In fact, nothing for she said. I thought maybe it would get adapted screenplay. It did not. No, mm. the whale. The whale did get a little love elsewhere. 
but this was kind of like i would say a lot of people's like number nine through 11 for best picture predictions and it just didn't make it i, I can see why it's it's been quite a divisive film tyler and i i would say didn't we liked it we didn't love it matt you liked it more than we did well th well that's the thing i think it honestly it got nominated for what it deserves because I, I i don't as much as i liked it i liked it for the performances which is what it got nominated for so i'm okay with it not being best picture i'm not outraged or disappointed by that i think you make a good point i'm also curious i this might be totally unfounded but I'm just speculating, like, if this was not made by Darren Aronofsky, would the reaction have been different? Because on one hand, I think if you've seen all of his films and then you watch this one, other people might have different opinions. I, this feels like a step down. Like, this is far from his best work. It's not his worst work by any means, but I think it's far from his best work. I'm curious what would have happened if it had been made by somebody else, but we don't live in that universe. No Pinocchio for Best Picture. That was speculated for a while. I watched the film. I, I didn't think it was Best Picture. Certainly a Best Animated Picture. Best Animated Film, but not Best Picture. And no Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which I would say is like the mirror of Avatar 2, right? Two incredibly mm -hmm. successful blockbusters and two sequels coming out in the same year that I personally, and I think you guys would agree, were both steps down from the first films. Yes. Yeah, I had this observation. I was thinking about... You know, they're talking about Avatar, they're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I'm not saying they don't deserve to be talked about, mm -hmm. but I think if any of them, you know, the first films of each franchise had a better chance of winning, I think, than either of these ones. Yeah, I completely agree. We'll get to directing. So, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin. The Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for Everything Everywhere, which is really cool. I think that's totally deserved. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. I, if he doesn't win for this, that will be baffling because, you know, the Oscars love the Career Achievement Award. And if this isn't a Career Achievement Award for, like, the god of American cinema in the last however many decades, that will be interesting. Todd Field for Tar, and then Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. When they announced his name, I didn't think it would get nominated for Best Picture. I thought it was maybe sometimes they do like an international director, like one-off for director, like they did Thomas Vinterberg for another round or the Cold War director, but they did. No Damien Chazelle, it's BS. No James Cameron. That was interesting. No James uh, Cameron. Yeah. I found that interesting, which I had this problem with uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, what was this film last year? Nightmare Alley, I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah. cannot think of the name. Nightmare Alley, which I think did deserve more nominations. But it's weird to nominate a Best Picture when you don't give it any Best Actor, Best Actresses, Best Supporting, Best best Screenwriting, Best Director. It's the Best Picture, and yet it's not deserving of any category like that. I just find that odd. Well, it got special, or was it technical effects, or... Yeah, but still, like, no one's calling out the performances as good or anything, so, True. like, what made it Best Picture other than the technical effects and the fact that it made a lot of money? True. <laughs> well, the voting, no, the voting system of the Oscars is so strange in different categories that I don't... 
you know, it would be one thing if it was just like a 10 person committee who goes in a room and says, okay, we're going to pick this for this and this for this and this for this. Fair. But it's so large and the rules are so strange that these kind of things just happen. And then no women directors. It was speculated maybe Sarah Pauly, maybe Gina Prince Brythewood would get nominated, but not this year, unfortunately. Lead actor, Austin Butler as Elvis, Colin Farrell and the Banshees, Brendan Fraser and the Whale. I'd say those are like the big three. Bill Nye is also here for Living. I'm excited to see Living, uh, written by Kazuo Ishiguro, one of my favorite novelists and story writers. So, And then Paul Mescal. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to win it. I still hope Brendan Fraser takes it all the way. But I'm glad to see Paul Mescal's name up there. I was not expecting that. I think another one where even if he doesn't win, the nomination is the win for him. Yeah, 100%. So no Tom Cruise, which is interesting. Now, personally, again, on our Tom Cruise pod, I couldn't have screamed my lungs out more with passion. But I I don't think this is a best lead actor role. I don't think it's a best lead actor performance. It's a very good, steady performance in a blockbuster movie. There was some speculation, though, you know, especially with Top Gun Maverick having this narrative of like, this was our usher back to the movies after the pandemic. This was the one that got butts and seats back in those buildings. So there, they, they, some people thought that might happen. Obviously, it didn't. No Jeremy Pope for the inspection. That would have been cool to see. I don't think the, ins- no, the inspection didn't get anything, unfortunately. And then no Adam Sandler, which I didn't think would happen, but he did get the SAG win, which shows that he's he's got a lot of support in that branch, but it didn't happen. Any snubs or anything so far that you guys were disappointed or surprised by? No uh, Patrick Wilson and Moonfall. That was a <laughs> bit of a snub. No Jared Leto for Morbius. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Moving on to lead actress. So Kate Blanchett for Tar. Uh, Tyler, what's the what's the next one? <laughs> Anna De Armas Academy Award nominee Anna De Armas for Blonde. But why did it have to happen this way? Like, why? <laughs> True. Gar- garbage movie. She was great in it. So you know, I'll take yeah, the Oscar one, nominations where I can for Anna. That one baffles me. I was not expecting that at all. I think it's really just love for her. And again, it's all—it's her playing Marilyn Monroe, and the Academy loves that kind of thing. Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. I, this, like, odd Twitter social media campaign of hers where she got a lot of famous friends and colleagues to tweet about her performance. It worked. I don't... It's so... This is like a Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate nomination where it's like, I don't know a single person who has seen this movie. I only heard about this movie because... I was flipping through like the new movies to rent on Apple one day, but it it worked for her. I'm interested to see how this strategy will play out going forward, but I, I don't know. This this one is quite odd. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm excited to watch it, but we'll see. We'll see. I I just saw Possessor with her in it. Yeah, she's Brandy great. Cronenberg. She is excellent. Uh and that movie's wild. Michelle Williams, I I wasn't sure if she was going to get in here. There's been some debate about whether she should be in lead or supporting. 
I'm not entirely sure myself. Perhaps when we do our Fableman's discussion, we can talk about that. And then Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere, which I would say she and Blanchett are neck and neck for that award. No Viola Davis, unfortunately, for The Woman King. I thought she was a pretty sure in, but not. No Daniel Deadweiler for Till. That was a real breakout performance for her. It didn't happen, unfortunately. I'm not sure why. No Mia Goth for Pearl. No Rebecca Hall for Resurrection. No Emma Thompson. A lot of snubs in that category. That was one of the ones that was like the most up in the air. I honestly didn't expect Diarmas to get nominated, but she did. But we stand. But Tyler stands. <laughs> Supporting actor Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inishirin. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. There was some speculation about that. I, I'm a bit surprised. This is one of the surprises that I'm like, oh, it's fun when the Oscars do something like this because it wasn't totally expected. I think he's very good in that movie that I don't care about whatsoever. So best of luck to him. Uh, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. <laughs> I feel bad because he is in one scene of this movie and he does incredibly well in that scene but he just completely knocks out his co-star, Paul Dano, who is doing excellent work for the rest of it. So I feel a little mm -hmm. bit bad. And then Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere, who is winning. If he doesn't win, yeah. that will shock the hell out of me. I'll, I'll, I, I will riot if, if Kihi Kwan doesn't win. I mean, I love Brandon Gleeson and Perry Kyo and, and Banshees, and they deserve to at least have their names up there, but mm. man... I just watched Everything Everywhere again last night, and it just... it. I, I am going to talk about this movie so freaking much in the next month and a half. I will I will go to California. I will pick it outside the Academy, if that's even a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this just movie to it's win. one building, the Academy. <laughs> um, also, bracing for the swarm of haters coming out of the woodwork for this movie. Well, let's just not even address it. No hate. No hate addressed. The only kind of big one that I, I didn't think would get Oscar nominated was Eddie Red. Eddie Redmayne got a lot of precursors for The Good Nurse, a movie I thought he was good in. Again, I don't. I didn't consider it an Oscar role or performance or a movie, certainly, but he didn't get it. Supporting Actress. This one was, I would say, the most suspected Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Hong Chao in The Whale, should just be Hong Chao in The Menu, Carrie mm -hmm. Condon, Banshees, and then both Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is very good in that. I think she feels she's definitely like the career achievement nomination, and Stephanie Hsu is like the, wow, that was a great performance and a newcomer. They might vote split unfortunately so i don't know if it's going to be either one of them it would be very nice if it was but i'm expecting angela bassett for that one mm, that's a tough category although i will say that i'm glad that that was the first one they announced because i wasn't expecting to catch any of the live broadcast but i managed to catch about two-thirds of it and for that to be the f for them to nominate jamie lee curtis and stephanie shu right out the gate and hong chow I was just blown away. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I'm happy. Adapted screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion got in here, Living, which again, I'm excited to see. One of my favorite authors wrote that. 
Top Gun Maverick for adapted screenplay, which, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, cool, but uh, screenplay. Tyler, would you would you nominate this for a screenplay? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there were other things that could have gone did, in there. Did Star Wars get an Oscar nomination back in its day? I would have to check. Was there a Star Wars character whose codename was Bob? No. <laughs> and then women talking i didn't think that that would be there the momentum for that one really seemed to slow but i'm glad it's here again no she said no deep water that's nonsense no deep water and then she should have been anna de Armas should have been nominated for deep water as well <laughs> honestly no she shouldn't have <laughs> there's tracy letson supporting actor god that movie could have been <laughs> even more fantastic than it was but something happened with that production no the wonder the wonder kind of had like an outside shot the florence Pugh movie about the the girl who's fasting but didn't happen and i don't think that movie is that great it's good not great. what about what about harry styles what about him you think he was gonna get nominated for best adapted screenplay no i forgot to mention him as a snubbed best actor yeah funny it's a good one maybe for my policeman not not for but don't worry darling is coming up don't you worry didn't get nominated for anything but we'll talk about it <laughs> original screenplay the banshees of inishiran everything everywhere the fablemans tar and then triangle of sadness i thought the first four were locked in triangle of sadness i wasn't sure again no babylon here it's nonsense what a wonderful script filled with amazing scenes the menu i thought had a pretty good chance of getting in here that you know original screenplay is a good opportunity to nominate like a weirder film that the academy doesn't usually embrace wholeheartedly they just didn't do it with the menu unfortunately animated feature i'm gonna say this one of the best categories and it historically is usually most if not all of the movies in animated feature are really great this year it is Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro, and Mark Gustafsson directed Mar- Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast. Oh my God, I was so, I was jumping up on my couch. That was my biggest, happiest surprise of the day. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it totally did. And then Turning Red, which I'm so happy that Pixar put in Turning, well, they submitted both, but I'm glad that they got Turning Red instead of Lightyear. A lot of snubs for this one. No, My Father's Dragon. I think that's Cartoon Saloon's first miss for an animated feature nomination. No, Wendell and Wild, which is interesting. Netflix movie. Henry Selleck is highly celebrated, but just didn't happen. I think a lot of people just kind of couldn't get all the way with that movie. As I mentioned, No Lightyear. No Apollo 10 and Half, the Richard Linklater movie. No The Bad Guys, which would have been cool. No Mad God. When will the world learn to accept Mad God? <laughs> the, uh, the Academy's not ready for Mad God. <laughs> I hope that while the show is going on, like the minor, I don't, I don't even know what the guy is, the like the little main character in Mad God just descends in his elevator onto the stage. That would be amazing. And no strange world. So Disney did not have the most fantastic year at the Oscars. Turning Red is in there, but Netflix actually had the best year. All right, international feature, All Quiet on the Western Front, 
Argentina 1985, which was the winner of the Golden Globe, Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. I'm excited to see all the ones that I didn't see. No Decision to Leave. Matt, what did you think of Decision to Leave? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a shoo-in for at least a nod, if not. I thought so, too. Park Chan-wook, highly respected. He did great. It just, I don't know. It didn't happen. I mean, the International always does put in something unexpected, right? Like Lunana Yak in the Classroom. I don't think anyone expected that to get nominated. However, I watched it. Really good movie. Like that one. But here we have No Decision to Leave, No Corsage, the Vicky Crepes movie, Joyland, a lot of people like that one, and No Bardo, Iñárritu's very personal, again, this was a year of filmmakers making personal, often childhood or past stories, he didn't get in here, and he's a two-time director winner, the, the Academy really likes him, but it didn't happen. Well, no yak in the classroom, but we got a donkey from Poland at least. We well, did get a donkey. For, it was a big year for donkeys between EO and the Banshees of Inishirin. Don't forget, uh, what's his name from Pinocchio? Oh, when they turn All into the, donkeys? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So they could be labor and the salt mines and the smog monsters. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> that one should have been nominated. That was more horrific than anything in the GDT one. Yes, and I it had was. fascist Italy. Yes, yes, it was. Documentary feature: All that breathes, all the beauty in the bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. So, Fire of Love you can watch on Disney Plus. Navalny you can watch on HBO Max. I don't think the other three are even released anywhere, except maybe in like small indie theaters. This is my big gripe. It most happens with documentaries and with international features. If something is nominated for an Oscar, it should be available in some form, like, right away. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. It's not 1985. I know distribution is tricky and all this kind of stuff, but, like, put it out and I'll see it. Uh, it, it just annoys me. Costume design. Babylon. All right. All right. Love it. Black Panther Wakanda Forever for Ruth Carter Springfield native love it Elvis everything everywhere and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris which was you know I think a movie some people saw and liked didn't make a huge splash but it is Jenny Beaven doing no the costumes no one saw that I, I feel like this is gonna that's gonna end up winning and it's gonna be another Cruella well it's so Jenny Beaven did the costumes so that could very well happen she is mm-hmm. uh, an Academy favorite and very soon we're going to talk about another Academy favorite that got nominated for a movie nobody's even heard of. First, we're going to go to Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Batman. The Batman got some nominations. I, I Again, don't love the movie, but I think it's very well done, and I think it's pretty cool that the Academy remembered this movie because it feels like, to me, it happened like nine years ago. Also, Elvis and Top Gun. I would have liked to have seen 13 Lives, the Ron Howard movie, get in here. The sound work in that is really, really excellent. But that movie just came and went and like it was invisible. So, I personally thought they should have nominated Moonfall for the sound work. It really sounded like the moon was falling. It, it really did, yes. Tyler wouldn't know. He fell asleep. Uh, yeah, I was asleep. I, uh, I don't know what it sounded like. I was half asleep. Sounded like you guys snoring. 
<laughs> Better than whatever was on the screen. Absolutely. Best score. All Quiet on the Western Front again. It, it's interesting because it's you know it's a World War One movie, but it it incorporates this almost I don't know like Inception esque score where all of a sudden it'll be like and that kind of thing babylon if babylon doesn't win for score i don't i'll flip a table i'll smash a tv i will go insane the banshees of inishirin everything everywhere in the fablemans no women talking which i thought had a very very good score so that's a bit disappointing the shorts we will talk about another time maybe as the season goes on song applause is the first nominee from tell it like a woman have either of you heard of tell it like a woman i have not but i sing applause every day no i have no idea what it is so yeah i've no i have not heard of that one at all so it was written by diane warren and the academy just loves to throw nominations at diane warren and then just not award her so they did it again this year hold my hand from Taka maverick lift me up not to not to this is the only rrr nomination i thought that would have maybe shown up somewhere else so that was a bit of a disappointment and then this is a life mm. no carolina the taylor swift song from where the crawdads sing i'm happy that well i don't want to say i'm happy a movie didn't get nominated i don't want to be like that but where the crawdads sing did not show up i will say i'm i'm all in on this is a life yeah mitski and david byrne have you listened to it outside of the context of the movie? I have now, yeah. And it's good? Like I, Yeah, I, like I listened to it. It plays during the credits, so I listened to it yesterday during the credits again, and then it, it's it been on my playlist again since, because between that and Now We're Cooking with Randy Newman as yeah. Rakakuni, like, give this movie everything. So I'm going to propose a rule change, and that is that... Songs can only be nominated when they are an integral part of the film. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Why are you doing all these credit songs that no one remembers? Because I, no one sits in the credits and listens to those songs. It's so annoying. I don't like. Come on. I'm not saying that there aren't some great songs in the credits, but like nominate songs that are in movies. Notably, the, go ahead. The only reason I know the "Hold My Hand" song is because it plays during the Top Gun Maverick commercials. Now is because it's a Lady like, Gaga it. song. Yeah, but like I don't, I've never not heard it outside of the movie. I don't even remember it playing in the movie because it played over the credits. I just remember it from the commercials for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, so give now we're cooking the nomination instead. Yeah, that, so that would make more Absolutely. sense to me. <laughs> Although I would love it if Lady Gaga won another won another Oscar. Although not to not to probably gonna win. Notice nothing from Marry Me is here. Which is nonsense. All those songs are in the movie. It's the best soundtrack of the year. Stupid. And then nothing from Spirited, which was... I mentioned it on a previous episode. 2022 was not a big year for movie musicals. But I was kind of looking through the list and I'm like, Oh yeah, Spirited. There was kind of a chance for like an off nomination there. But didn't happen. Makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman. Again, that's pretty cool. Black Panther, Elvis, and the Whale. Nothing for everything everywhere here. Yeah, I I say this about a movie that got the most nominations. It got snubbed on this one. 
Absolutely. 100%. Those costumes, those looks were iconic. Well, they did get nominated in costume. Well, or you gotta, makeup and hairstyling, I mean. You gotta give it to the Batman, because, like, how many Academy Award, uh, uh, how many Academy members were like, that's that's Colin Farrell? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought true. I thought you meant. Oh, we didn't know Robert Pattinson was emo. This is great makeup. <laughs> wow, look at all that black eyeliner. Yeah, <laughs> he did a great job with that black eye smudge. Production design: All Quiet on the Western Front again. Avatar: The Way of Water. Babylon. Elvis and the Fablemans. I, you know, I think this was the aspect of Don't Worry, Darling that I was most impressed with. That would have been cool, but didn't happen. Everything Everywhere should have gotten a nod here, too, honestly. It could have. multi. I mean, we had a movie with Multiverse of Madness in its title, and, and Everything Everywhere blew it out of the water with all the different set pieces. It did. It did. Can't disagree with that. Cinematography, All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardo? Interesting. This is the only Bardo nomination. Elvis... Empire of Light, the Sam Mendes, I would say, much panned movie that did not get any other nominations. But who shot it? Roger, Roger Deakins. Deakins. Yep, Roger Deakins. So that's that's why here. Tar, which I think is a very good nomination. Um, no Babylon. Again, no line of Sandgren. I think that is disgusting. I hate it, but it is what it is. And no ambulance? Come on! That's that's <laughs> camera work right there. You're whipping us all over the place. There's a normal conversation. And there's just a drone <laughs> buzzing in between characters. And they're going, zoom, Just zoom. circling the characters at 20 miles an hour. Guys, I absolutely love that. I loved when they were just going to the tops of buildings and just swooping down. <laughs> and just down. swooping down and giving me motion sickness. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> You're filling the frame with a gigantic St. Bernard. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> and also no Top Gun, which I expected to get in here. I, that was yeah. one area that I would say Top Gun should get into, but it didn't. I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, they used real fighter jets for that, you know. Yeah. Real Gs, according to Tom Cruise. were real Gs. They weren't fake Gs. And visual effects. All quiet again. Avatar. The Batman, Black Panther, and Top Gun. The only kind of one I was maybe expecting was Doctor Strange. I thought that might have gotten in there. Mm. I mean, but Marvel movies have traditionally done pretty well in the visual category. You know, Black Panther did get in here, but I thought Doctor Strange might have might have done it. So I take that back. I feel like what I was describing about Top Gun, I was describing visual effects more so than cinematography. Oh. So I stand corrected. Okay. I still think you could have gotten into cinematography. And editing. Banshees of Inishirin. Elvis, which I I just don't agree with. Everything Everywhere. Tar and Top Gun. No Babylon for Tom Cross. Should have gotten it. Didn't happen, unfortunately. All right. So movies that didn't get anything that were once upon a time players... So she said, got nothing. Carrie Mulligan was getting, let's say, pretty regularly nominated in some guilds, some some uh, awards groups. Armageddon Time, the James Gray movie, which I, I just don't think got a super huge release. I didn't see too many like non-film people talking about it. The Woman King, unfortunately, that seemed like a 
a pretty decent hit, a big crowd pleaser, and was largely expected to get stuff here and didn't. Till didn't happen. The Sun, the Florian Zeller follow-up that just is getting absolutely trashed. I'm very excited to see it. I love the father. I love Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was another one that might have gotten into Best Actor, but didn't. Hustle, I Hustle, I didn't really expect to get anything at the Oscars, but once that that Adam Sandler SAG nomination came in, I just raised a little flag in my what mind. A, what about Juancho Herman and Gomez? That he, I thought he was very good in it. I don't think he was Oscar worthy, but he was good. I liked him. Don't Did worry. I say his name right? I can't remember. I think what, how to so. say his name. I think Juancho so. Hernan Gomez, yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, darling got nothing. I was was don't worry, darling, did it have Oscar aspirations? Cause it's I, I feel like it did. I feel like people were like Olivia Wilde's gonna be nominated. That's what I saw. <laughs> but no. It's terrible. Why would it get nominated for anything? I don't think it was terrible. It it was terrible. No. Best actor Harry Styles, let's go. No. No. I think Olivia Wilde's a good director, and I'm excited to see whatever she does next. That The, the issue in lied with the script in that one. Nope. Got nothing. Oh, yeah. Did I, it get any Oscar nominations? No, no, these are all movies that got nothing. You're supposed You're to right. say nope. Oh, no. Jesus. I, no, we're, that's, you ruined the That's joke. your humor. You are the expert <laughs> in that. The greatest... Yeah, that actually that makes me mad. Yeah, that I makes me sad now. I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, it was it was well received. It wasn't quite the smash of of Get Out, but you know, he's an Oscar winner for Get I Out. I should have gotten cinematography or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I, that was such a well-shot movie. Yeah, Hoyt von Hoytma. Um, I don't know, just I don't know what happened. The greatest beer run ever. Again, not a movie I expected to get Oscars, but it is Peter Farrelly's follow-up after his best picture winning Green Book. So. Are we just naming any movie now? No, I, I told you why I said that. I'm Morbius. Didn't it's a follow-up to a Best Picture winner. Man, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was missing. Yeah, nothing. I can't believe Jurassic World Dominion didn't get it. So that could have theoretically they've they've nominated stuff like that before for Best Visual Effects, but uh, The Northmen. Yeah, didn't expect to get anything, but could have, could have, could have gotten a tech here or there. 3,000 Years of Longing, same kind of deal as Greatest Beer Run, is that this is George Miller's follow-up to Mad Max Fury Road, which was a smash, but this one did not connect, didn't connect with us either. The Inspection, I thought maybe Jeremy Pope could get in there or something, and then 13 Lives, the Ron Howard film, which I thought had a couple of great technical aspects to it, but didn't connect anywhere. And that is it. Any final thoughts on these nominations, guys? Anna de Armas is an Academy Award nominee. We did it. Mission accomplished. Mia Goth got robbed. She did. I'll, I'll second that. And with that, we will leave it. If you, the viewer, or not the viewer, the listener, have any thoughts on these, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ScreensaversPod. Shout us out anytime. Write to us at SilverScreensaversPod at gmail.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. And our Facebook is Silver Screen Savers Podcast. Matt, where can you be found online? You can find me at MattyXSturds, S-T-U-R-D-Z. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd, where I'm going to be very loud about everything, everywhere, all at once for the next month. Tyler. 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tyler Sutkus and on Letterboxd at Tyler96. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael underscore Gallat and on Letterboxd at MGallat. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you throughout Oscar season. And I just have one message for the Academy. Stay down to bone. Silver Screen Savers podcast is hosted and produced by Michael Gallant, Tyler Sutkus, and Matt Sturdivant, with additional editing by Matt Sturdivant, intro music by Charles Michelle via Pixabay, logo designed by Nathan Seidel. 